Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. riff for about mm, 10 minutes it's before we, call, we actually I prefer to call it a yeah. cold open. well listen it's 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 a comfy cozy time you know what I mean you gotta feel it you gotta feel the vibe not every day is a high vibe not every day is a low vibe you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um for for us it's usually just a whatever the fuck we're thinking vibe. yeah well yeah, yeah. like right before we just continue that conversation and yeah. then um eventually we get on task but yeah <laughs> coming out tomorrow we did talk about Baldur's Gate for a long time dude it was like <laughs> what, what is that you, you you must explain to me the video game, uh, the game with the vampire man that you oh just- yes yes um I think when I was editing it when we finally actually talk about books is at the <laughs> the 17 <laughs> and guess what that's what they're gonna get that's that's what they're gonna get and they'll the- be lucky for it they'll be lucky for it you know what i'm saying like it i love i was so excited to see i posted uh just that like intro that i posted today on tiktok and i love seeing like there's already a couple of people messaging us and commenting going i'm so excited you guys are back <laughs> They're not alone, baby. People are listening. People like us. They really like us. People it's listen. Like my mind that even a single person I don't know is listening <laughs> to this podcast. Right, right, right. It's not just family and friends and Emily. You know what I'm saying? You know. What I'm I know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not just me, Taylor, and Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, <laughs> come on the TikTok. On the on the Instagram post, oh. she was like mm. stoked. So, and that's about it. That's about. <laughs> well she's honest you know she doesn't want to overdo it stick with the brand god damn it jordan is so cool we were talking to her on facetime um a couple months ago and just her her life i mean i can't explain it because some stuff she signs nds ndas for like okay shout out jordan (laughs) jordan oh and buy her book it's still Mm. on amazon yes the poetry she's a poet and she knows it ramblings of a kaleidoscope heart by jordan howell it's super oh, it's really beautiful by her book. an artist um all right guys well welcome to the show welcome back to a podcast of smut and dragons i'm maggie and i'm jillian and this today is a very special episode guys because we have emily stern with us today hey. <laughs> <laughs> hi guys listen uh, She's making weird. She's making weird. Hi guys, big fan, big fan, um, big fan of your work, big fan of your friendship, 
big fan of your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of your weddings. Your fan oh, of your children. Remember, you remember when we did that to you? Yeah. Remember? Okay. Remember when? Remember when? Uh, you both graduated and both got married a month apart. Um, and then we graduated um, in May. I got married in June. Maggie got married in July. And, and we, we, were were, we were all in both weddings. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And it wasn't stressful at all to take off of work in my early career. It was a great time. It was good. And I loved every moment of it. I loved it. It was great. I also, I also really loved when we ordered my uh, bridesmaid's dresses about like almost two years in advance. And then Emily dropped two dress sizes in that time (laughs) i did i did well you know what happens when you have like super traumatic like college events happen and you're like what do i do with my life what can i control oh i can control maybe what i eat and i yeah for sure it was a good time and you did that but then you know you know that means i have to learn how to sew so i can take in my own dresses did I do that? Absolutely not. I learned how to sew. I had somebody else take in my dresses. Still regret it to this day. But yeah. the wedding was great. The dress didn't fit me right. But that was my fault. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't really your fault. I think it was just circumstantial. It was. No, it, it was great. It was beautiful. That um, my mother, who was making the decisions, let's be honest, right, um, was like, <laughs> let's do it a year and a half, over a year and a half in advance. Let's order these dresses, and I'm sure no one will change size at all in that time frame. Um, who could possibly change size? I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cut, smash cut to seven years later when Emily's getting married and me and Maggie <laughs> neglect to even order our bridesmaid dresses until like two months beforehand. Listen. We, had, we, go, we go to David's bridal like, oh, we'll just try on a couple dresses. Like one of them will be fine and then we'll leave. No. <laughs> we spent... Two hours in the David's bridal trying on every dress they have because like, yeah, this one's not available. No, this one's not this one's not here in time. This one is not available in the color you need. This one's both not in the color you need and not gonna be available. Honestly, looking back at it, like for all just like PSA, for all you girlies getting married later in life when some of your friends may have kids, like take that into account that it might be a little more difficult for these girls to plan around your bachelorette stuff, to plan around, you know, buying a dress. Cause those things were easy in our twenties. But when you ask your gals who live farther away from you to do these things, like, like just know it takes time and effort. So I thank you both for, for being there and wearing the color, honestly, you could have worn anything, but you wore my color. We're like, yeah, we're a little behind, but no, I don't think either of us, genuinely thought until it became a problem that it would be a problem (laughs) it's a little late but we're not gonna have trouble or anything what's what's really bad what's really bad is that we were working on our hems like like the week before and i decided i'm just gonna listeners jillian's holding up um it looks like scraps from a bridesmaid dress currently it's still here I just decided ultimately that I can live with my hem being a little longer. It wasn't that bad. Jillian's was not going to work. Yeah. And I, and let's be honest, I did a bad job, but it did work. (laughs) I didn't trip on it. Yeah. But what's really funny is that I made the exact same mistake 
take two for my sister's wedding that I was one of two bridesmaids for. I dress the Aww. night. Something in Margot's little dress too. I did. I had to sew Margot's dress because she was a flower girl and I had to hem my own dress. It was... Yeah. I did, I did it again and uh, I but listen, Maggie again you made it to the wedding you were there your daughter was there you were dressed like, like let's be thankful you know what I'm saying if yeah. there's anything we're gonna stay doing it's, it's weaving things until the last minute. <laughs> listen, we are consistent you must stay consistent why change it up one exactly. of these days, maybe we'll get somebody that knows how to schedule well to do the mm-hmm. podcast with us, and then we can actually like be a little more organized. Maybe but one anyway. day I'll have an assistant, and I just won't have to worry about anything. <laughs> I mean, we, we know a lot of stage managers. That's the thing. Like, this yeah. is a possibility, but who wants yeah. to be my personal assistant? I no, mean, I can't there do it me yet. But one day, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> why don't we do a segue? Um, so. Today, guys, we are talking about uh, Avatar. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about the Sarah J. Mass universe. Um, full disclosure, Jillian and I have not read Throne of Glass. Don't add us. No. Don't add us. It's a lot of books. It's a lot of books. And that we have really, like, we know. We know. I get there. That's, so that's so funny because I've actually read the entirety of the SJM canon. So, yeah. Um, you have it's okay. Multiple times. Aren't, aren't you on like your second? Yeah, well, no, no, I'm on, I'm on the second reread of the Akatar. Oh. Yeah. I don't, to be fair, I'm not going to reread the Throne of Glass until, no spoiler, Crescent City 3. Yeah. Um, but I do have a question. Um yeah. Is this a spo- are we spoiling yes, this yeah. episode? Okay, yeah. okay. So spoilers, full spoilers for all of the Sarah J. Mass books, um, and that's, that's okay with you too. From not reading Throne of Glass, like I have read, a, I have seen a lot of stuff on TikTok of what happens. So I am. Fine. I have seen several things that happen in Throne of Glass on TikTok. Jillian has the worst thing spoiled for her. Yeah, for I, Crescent City too. I still haven't <gasps> the thing. I still haven't finished the last like six hours of the audiobook of Crescent City 2 because while I was listening to it, obviously not actively listening to it, while I was watching TikToks, while I was listening to it, I was scrolling through TikTok and someone had tagged their post Akatar spoilers, but they did not tag Crescent City spoilers. Well, that's so- incorrect and wrong. <laughs> and then they spoiled like the the plane shift at the end like why would Crescent they not so well, i knew that happened and that's like that's like worse than double than snape kills dumbledore it is. Should, should we just say it should i just say it out loud right you now what it is okay out loud all right um well actually you know let's i want to i want to start with a big generalization hi everyone if you don't know what akatar stands for it's a court of thorns and roses by sarah j mass mm-hmm. um it is a high fantasy romance book um it is all over tiktok it is now we have merchandise uh, in hot topic it's oh. all over Etsy. Yes, Hot Topic now sells the merch. If you go to a Ren Fair, one in five women will probably be dressed up with with uh, elf ears, a tattoo on her right and or left arm, and mm-hmm. like a nice 
dress. Like, like yeah. this is a very, very popular book right now. But if you don't know it, we're gonna. I'm just gonna give you like a generalization. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. part of Thorns and Roses book one um, is about. Uh, so basically, we open on this girl, Feyre. Um, she's explaining how she's hunting in the forest. She's really hungry. She's really chilly. She's cold. Everything's ugly. Um, she's basically saying like, yeah, I'm here. I need to hunt something for my family. We're depressed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No one's helping me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I need to hunt. Oh no. What's that sound? Hopefully it's not a fairy because those things are awful. So we we learn that she she don't like the fairies and that there are fairies in this world and they're evil and they'll eat you and they're just bad, whatever. Um, and then she's like, oh, there's nothing lovely in this world except for sometimes when I roll in the hay with Isaac. So we know a couple of things. We know that she fucks, which sure. is... Which honestly, which is kind of rare in like a book like this, like a girl who's already sexually active. Yeah. Um, so I, I find that interesting. Um, so anyway, she's hunting, she's hunting, she's hunting. No luck. She sees this wolf thing and she's like, oh my God, look at this wolf. And she's like, hopefully it's not a fae. Apparently the fae here can shapeshift. Um, so the wolf is like eyeing her down and she's like, what is this wolf? Is he looking at me? Like what? Why is he asking for it? I guess I'll just kill him. Um, she like goes to get her arrow. She like shoots him once. And instead of like running away, the wolf like asks for it with his eyes. I don't remember the exact term, but anyway, she kills this thing. She skins this damn beast by herself in the woods, in the snow. She walks back to her family. We learn that she has like a dad who's a cripple, a sister named Nesta and a sister named Elaine. We learn that they're pretty lame and don't really help out and are kind of like princesses. Um, and we go from there. Um, obviously, the the wolf that she killed was a fairy. Um, hilarity ensues. She goes to town. I think she sleeps with Isaac again. Um, her sisters are really unhelpful. Um, okay, wait. Basically, stuff happens, but then... This guy or this beast knocks on her door. And he's like, boom, boom, boom. Who is the guy? His name is Tamlin. You've probably seen the word Tamlin on Instagram or TikTok with some negative things about him. Don't worry My about that. Tampon. <laughs> hey, we, got, we got tampon. We got Tim Tam. We got trash. We got a lot of T words for him. Yeah. Um, basically, this is like a now we're in like a retelling of Beauty and the Beast where he's like, You killed my fae friend. Ugh. You You're either not, going to kill you people <laughs> over this, but mm, I'm just gonna steal you instead. I'm gonna uh, steal you and you're gonna live with me. No, well, no, it was like it was like he was like, I can either kill you now or you come with me. And she's like, I guess I'll choose the other uh, the only option I have. Um, Which what what person wouldn't? I know. I know. I know. Oh, the fairy (laughs) man wants to steal the only. No, he's so sad. He's so strong and hairy. But at this point, he's a beast. We don't really know what he looks like yet. We don't know that he's a fairy, sexy man, because he 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 has like his antlers and he's all like fuzzy. I mean, he's probably kind of cute, like a little like a little thing. Um. So anyway, she's like. (laughs) So he's like, come with me. And they go. And she realized, oh, my God. Like, while she's crossing this wall, 
um, she crosses to his homeland, which happens to be a spring court, right? So what do you think is in the spring court? We have spring. We have flowers. We have cute little bunny rabbits. We have cute little ponds. We have cute little things. Um, and she's like, oh, my God, I guess the fairy aren't that bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, I go to his house. It's really nice. Obviously, she was starving for like years and years and she's like wow look at the opulence of this place i can't believe people live like this oh my god it's not people it's fairy so she's really conflicted okay right she's still probably hungry she's still probably like just like upset um but then she meets so she goes in the house she meets lucian 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 my bestie yeah i will forever be a Lucian apologist. <laughs> I, I literally, I had conversations with Taylor and my sister-in-law, Jordan, when I was first reading these books, especially like the second book. And I was like, you know, I just still love Lucian. And they're like, yeah, but didn't he like, you know, still try to like corner her and take her back and Absolutely. like all of these bad things that he did and I'm like yeah but like <laughs> it doesn't matter you know what also he's a daddy because he's in like an abusive situation as well and yeah, like he is. he is indebted to Tamlin in his mind and he doesn't realize yeah that, like he's yeah. in the wrong I mean, he could have stepped in. He could have stepped in and he didn't, but I understand why he didn't. And because I understand it and I love him so much. um, I love his little eyeball. I love his little like weirdo eyeball. Like, where's it looking at? Like, where's it going? His fancy red hair. Yeah. He's got daddy issues. He's, and and, let's only finish the recap and then we'll go into it. No, no, no. No, listen, we're just adding to it. You, you know, I get so excited about these things. Um, I know. Let's, let's do the recap. Let's just do like the intro of the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those that haven't read it and then we'll talk like all the shit we want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So she's hanging out with Tamlin. He like transforms shifts into sexy daddy Faye. We're talking blow dried hair. We're talking immaculate skin, baby. Goddess ass motherfucker. Uh, is it a six pack? I don't know. There's no time to count. Like, like he has a tight butt. Like, like this, this guy. Okay. Another thing, Sarah J. Mass. Side tangent. I work in costumes uh, in, in my real life. Um, and I, this girl, this author, she loves a costume. She will describe this clothing. For example, we're in the spring court. Tamlin loves a tunic. Okay, she she keeps describing these these tunics with these embroidered colors, these velvets, and like, oh my god, I love it. Anyway, so anyway, the man loves a tunic. He loves to show off the abs, um, but. But there's a catch, okay? This sexy man, you can't see his eyes. Not really. He's wearing a mask. He then, boom, 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 baby. He then, I don't think he or in Lucian tell her. I think she finds out about the, what is that? The the curse. The curse. Yeah. Um, And so anyway, there's like a curse. You have to break the curse or our faces won't be seen. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. There's a blight on the... There's a blight. They all got a little little curse put on them when they were at a masquerade ball. 
That's yes. And their masks just sucked to their eyes. Um, so she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, they're wearing masks. Let's say like one of the memorable scenes that I remember, um, they're at a table and Feyre, our girl, she is sassy. Like she, she's not really happy that she's there, but she's happy that she's not dead and she like is really confused about her feelings about like these two sexy daddies in front of her who she thought were going to be like mean ass fey men where they're just like sexy fey men so she's she's going through it um oh and then sometimes <laughs> just to remind you tamlin's a, a shifter so sometimes when he's like talking he'll get a little angry about the claws <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, so I've also been, I've been listening to the graphic audio, um, and boy, is it graphic, boy, is it graphic, graphic. um, but I've been listening to the graphic audio and it always cracks me up how, like, it is so beauty and the beast coded, like beauty and the beast is inspired, but he is literally like the beast, how he just yells at Belle the whole time. Like that is Hamlin too. It's, he's just over here like, come to dinner with me. Like, the whole time. <laughs> And you're like, and I just, it's, it was interesting. So now that we've done our recap, it, it's interesting to me, like going back and reading it again, trying to fall in love with Hamlin again. And remembering that, oh, he really was charming, but also he really was the person that made Feyre, like, not have to be a provider anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He was the figure. He was, like, the security figure, which was important. And I'm sure there were a lot of things that were charming about that for her um, that quickly went away. Yeah. Yeah, quickly. Um, and then he locked her in the fucking house. And- yeah. Sarah J. Mass said, you thought this was a Beauty and the Beast retelling, and it was, but psych, it is now a Hades of Persephone retelling. I'm going to take our dark daddy, Resand. Yeah, you l- Feyre away. <clears throat> Everything. Just the the whole thing of when this bitch sees Resand and she describes him as the most beautiful man she's ever seen. What do you expect to say when you're supposed to be with another very handsome yeah. man? What did you expect us to think? What did you do? Like you immediately, mm. I was like, I'm done. I want that one, please. <laughs> I want that one. Oh. Dark, tall, and handsome. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Listen, he might not have a blowout like Tamlin, but that's okay. He he's a clean boy. He likes to be clean. Yeah. No. And he also has like he is very afraid of lint on his lapel. He hates a lint. He hates <laughs> lint. <laughs> you know what? If this was like 1998, we'd call him metrosexual. We absolutely would. We absolutely would. He he would kiss a bat boy. Let me tell you. They. They kiss. They kiss all the time. Had to. They, <laughs> there had to be a moment. Listen, the Bat Boys grew up together. You're telling me there was never a moment they were like when they were kids where they were like, "What if we just practice?" <laughs> That's like, it. That's it. That's it. We just practice. You know, so together. that when one of us gets a girlfriend, 
They've been together for 500 <laughs> years. Yeah, come on. Come on. Another 500 years. There's, there's no way they have a smooch. There's I, no way. Listen, I meant, you know, I'm always for the gays. And yeah. like any time when I first read about Cassie and Azrael, I was like, oh, are yeah. these my, are these, are these like, like I am, I am actually actively waiting for. There's still hope for Azrael. There Let's really is. Azrael <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 um, Eris. And Eris. Absolutely. The most, the most perfect setup the most perfect enemies for lovers <laughs> that we could achieve. Jillian has if if there's anything that Jillian will beg on her hands and on knees. On my hands and knees. Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> on my hands and knees begging for Asriel and Eris to be mates. Oh my god. <laughs> what if they were mates the whole time? And like that's one of the reasons why they hate each other is because we're mates. Oh, and and Azriel knows this, and, and, and that's why he's so emo. How the maiden bond on like other people? There's no way he doesn't know. But like everything that happened with Moore, and like his viewpoint of what happened with Moore versus Eris's viewpoint of what really happened with Moore, because he was the only one there. Yeah, and like we know that for whatever reason, something about the story that Moore has told about what happened to her on her trauma night hundreds of years ago. Um, is not truthful or is not the right. whole truth. Right. Even uh, though her whole thing is about truth, whatever that is, right. we'll figure that out later. I wanted to bring up, um, I have a fan theory that I got. Ooh. Shout out to, um, I want to shout out to TikToker. This, not this Emily. Um, her name, their name, whatever. Emily with a smiley face it's the the tiktok handle is emily's theories is wait is that the one you sent me about danica oh yeah. shit yeah. and it's all sjm theories emily's theories so she this person goes down through like sarah j mass's pinterest boards <gasps> oh. for each character she's deep diving deep dive and one of the theories about more Mm. Okay, so we we ha have this whole mystery. Moore's power is truth. What what mm. the hell does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, what does that mean? So she has this theory, and it's tied into the event that happened. So this is another theory about Eris and everything else, um, <clears throat> about how Eris is not really what he seems. Now, Jillian's theory about Azriel and Eris being mates, I love. I hope that happens. But in the other case, this is the other theory. We hope it's real, however. Or was pregnant with Cassian's baby. Oh, yes, I love this. And lost it um, due oh. to... Um, I remember you saying this. Okay, so this is what she thinks happened. So Moore um, was supposed to be proposed to um, Eris. And instead, uh, did it with Cassian as an act of rebellion. Mm -hmm. And what they think happened is she became pregnant with Cassian's baby. Mm -hmm. um, and in the Hewn City, her family was pissed. They start they tortured her, and she ended up losing the child, mm -hmm. losing the baby. And they dumped her. And it says in the book they dumped her 
in at the border of the autumn court with a note nailed to her womb specifically mm -hmm. that's the wording that because she uses um nailed to her womb that says like she's all yours now or whatever okay now here's the other thing is she thinks that um or this person thinks that um this hat ties into moore's powers being truth is that she is a banshee okay so banshees get their powers um they become banshees either from dying in childbirth or from losing a child and their screams are heard whenever um their screams are a form of truth um declaring that death is coming oh my about how reese um whenever um favorite was talking to him like what happened what's your battle strategy whenever like asriel and cassian die uh he said that i would like stick amran on them well what happens if amran's gone he said then i would have more kill me and then unleash more because um, she's kill me first because i'd rather not live through it and oh. then have her go and destroy so literally so more has a serious power that is very mysterious but he we think that this person thinks that it is that she has this like scream that can level battlefields is what some banshees are were known to do in irish folklore oh, Isn't that, that yeah. is crazy <laughs> and there, there's basis for it because a lot there i feel like there's a lot of like irish welsh yeah influence Mytholo in mythology. right in Tamlin. Like Celtic mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah the Tamlin um so I read on the lines that the 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 Akatar is also loosely based on the Ballad of Tamlin which is uh, a Scottish uh song ballad poem about this guy who's uh i'm gonna paraphrase this uh love like was taken by the fae uh, okay. yeah so it's like hey she she does her research sjm yeah. she's yeah. a smart yeah. listen i'm i'm gonna say it sjm this is she is my era's tour okay okay <laughs> she is my mastermind i said it let let go off okay i wrong and that's okay I mean, she does yeah. do a little bit wrong, but I like, think she can definitely do she, some wrong things. Okay, that. there was she quite can do no wrong. May I talk about Crescent City for a spell? Oh, you can 100%. talk about Crescent City. This yeah. is what we're here for. Okay. Um, there. Okay. 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 So we have. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we have Red Book and Blue Book because I butcher the names. So we're going to talk about the first book, the Red Book. So Crescent City, for those who do or don't know, it's like modern day fame, unrelated to our Akatar people. So like, it's basically. There's lots of stuff going on. Over there. Listen, listen. It's basically modern day Faye. They have cell phones. But also the Zootopia of cryptids. <laughs> Zootopia. We got werewolves, baby. We got witches. We got all sorts of daddies. We got mermaids. We got otters who send mail. Like, come on. They're cute. That's my favorite part. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, so we have that. Um, so that's book one. We get to know this girl named Bryce. She's our lead character. She falls in love with Hunt, Zap Daddy. We love him. Um, and I will not <laughs> <sit> slander. <laughs> I will not take 
Alexander in this chat right now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I just I don't know. I I don't know if I've forgiven him. What are we forgiving him for? I didn't for, for the betrayal. No, no, for his betrayal in the first book. Oh, for the big betrayal oh. on the barge with oh. the drugs. The drug deal. He the drug was drug deal. Oh, that was an accident. <laughs> No, no, no. He was ready to do it until what? Until he until he was there and he was like, no, I'm not ready. Oh, I actually I actually don't want to do it. Then he gets caught. It was his involvement with Bryce that made him feel like, no, I can't do this. This is too dangerous. I can't put these people in danger. And then he went through with the deal to like stop it. He was posing and then tried to stop it, but Bryce caught him right before he was trying to stop it. And then there was a whole it's fine. I'm. I'm. It's fine. So is is he ruined for you because of that, Maggie? Huh? Is he ruined for you because of that? No, he's not ruined. I just, I just. When you say I won't take any hunt slander, I'm like, I won't. but what if I had? <laughs> but he's he was also a slave. He was for a long know, time. Yeah. He was and true. He he was quite literally a slave. You know what? That was. That was very privileged of me to come to. Honestly, honestly, Maggie, check your privilege because sometimes (laughs) get shit done. You know what? I've never been enslaved, so that's on me. And you know, and you never will. God damn it, you never will. Never will be. Um. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, So let's cut him a little slack. (laughs) Wait, but Jillian, um. You you've read the second book? I've read like 75% of the second book. Okay. So I just... the book which I stopped was when they got when they went to hell basically and then they came back. Okay, well I'm just going to talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. Um Sarah Mass has created a multiverse at the yeah. end of the second second city book. Um Bryce, our lead character from Crescent City, gets uh, zapped, transformed, like time travels to our Akatar timeline, and yeah. she meets uh, all of our friends in the Night Court. And the second book ends by Resand saying, "Hello, Bryce Quinlan. I'm Resand." And that's how the second book stops. And also, let's start with the fact that Resand and Rune look exactly alike, which oh, we yeah, have yes. also. There. Like there's there's some, there's, some, there's some question marks there. So there's some twin daddy vibe. What know? do we think is what do we think is going on? Because I have an interesting theory that the timeline, the Akatar world, is uh, like it could be another dimension. It could also be another timeline in which it's the source of all of these other powers and magic. I had seen a theory that was like they're they are like they're divergent timelines. Okay. Like Rune and Reese have like common ancestor. Okay. And that's why Starborn. Right. There's like some similarities there, but also some differences. And it's like so because there there was a common ancestor there and then like the timelines diverged for some reason yeah or someone like plane shifted to another place and just started a whole other thing there well the reason i say this is because we have like 
like resand in his night powers. Yeah. Um, we have Bryce's starlight powers. Rune kind of has night powers. He's also a day Mahdi, the men. The yeah, Mahdi. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then I was thinking about this when I was rereading Akatar, honestly. I forget, I always forget that Tamlin can shapeshift. Yeah. yeah. So many shapeshifters in Crescent City. Yeah. And I also, Tamlin can shape, can't he shapeshift into anything? That's what I'm saying. I feel like I was thinking about this the other day because Tamlin like mostly shapeshifts into like his wolf-ish yeah. form. But he almost certainly can shift into basically anything. We just haven't seen him do it because... When you think about Feyre, Feyre gets her shape-shifting ability and from she him. And she shifted from him and she chooses the wings. wings. Right, right, right. And, and um, that, so she, he 100% can shape-shift into whatever the and fuck. Then we, he just yeah. doesn't. And why not? Why not? <laughs> um, right. Quickly going back to another thing that Rune shares is he shares some of what I understand are Azriel's shadow patterns. Powers, yeah. Like when when he has like when when Rune's in his in his dad's office, he's like keeping the shadows at bay. So he has like a little bit of Az's powers, a little like. And also, um, the cousin Cormac, yeah, Cormac, yeah, he winnows. He also he winnows, and he has the shadow powers. He does. So explain it. Shadow and Bryce has the starlight. Rune doesn't yeah. have the starlight. He has no. more of the shadow. And it's no. like it's kind of separate and different. Yeah, yep. You know what's uh, full of shifters? <laughs> Quick jump, throne of glass. They all yeah. fucking shift, okay? They all fucking shift. They all do what they want. They all got crazy powers. Yeah. Um, so in Throne of Glass, we're in the final book. Uh, Queen Aileen, who is our uh, lead, our goddess lady, she is sa- currently saving the world and she's flying through time. So all these books kind of deal with a time thing. Yeah. So during this flyby, um, she is kind of freaking out and she goes through, she goes to two two specific worlds one world she describes as valaris she describes it as a starry place with mm. mountains and snow and then she notices a fey male with wings next to a woman who's pregnant and she's she says like hi he slows her down says hi and she keeps going that's a big spoiler in throne of glass yeah that's resand Feyre with yeah. pregnant baby boy um so, you know, Pharaoh when she doesn't know, <laughs> you know, when, when, when the bitch doesn't know, so, right? So, that's one of those things. Aileen also flies through Crescent City, she describes a city next to water, shape of a crescent, buildings, lights she's never seen, electricity, right? Mm-hmm. And then she keeps flying through. So, there is a connection somehow, we don't know what it is. It's really fucking cool. We haven't gotten there yet. And I'm in it. Yeah, literally in the her original Throne of Glass series, she's out here. She's like, oh, here's here's Reese and that series 16 or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was like Yeah, she was a teenager. Yeah. 
crazy. I really loved Throne of Glass. I think my my biggest it's behind me. I'm just looking for um reference. I think my biggest complaint about it, which is stupid, but my biggest complaint is not enough people died for it to be like a truly heartbreaking epic. I know that's really morbid of me. I but... feel like that's that that goes back to it being YA. Yeah. yeah like her being so young when she wrote it. Yeah. I don't think she quite had the heart yet to do what she had to do. Yeah. I, well, exactly. I feel the I same think, though. About... I think now, well, she just, she, she and, okay. Amory <laughs> <laughs> stayed fucking dead. Amory should Amory, she didn't have to come back. She didn't have to come back. It would have been beautiful if she died. Amory should have stayed dead. I'm sorry. I love Amory. She's love a character. Yeah. I think for the purposes of the story, she should have been dead, and we should have been mourning her in, in Silver Flames. Absolutely, absolutely. That added to Nesta's story as well because they Can were fighting. Can you believe? Because it? they were fighting, and she, if she just stayed dead while they were fighting, and then Nesta has to deal with all this stuff that she's dealing with. She's dealing on with top her of death. On top she's of Amran's death. Amran's death. Yes, that yes. Yeah. Let and let let her heal from a death. You know, as well as her own shit, as well as her. Oh, that's good. That's really yeah, good. Also, her and Amron just being and, at and, odds. That and that is one of my biggest complaints about Resand as well in Akawar is that he either he should have died and stayed dead, or don't play the death thing and then have a literal repeat of all of the High Lords bringing him back to life. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I think she was like like a full circle, like bookending moment, but I I feel like it really read more like we're doing the same thing again. Yeah, it felt more like too convenient. Right. Like, let's just do it again. It's it's Deus Ex Fae. Deus Ex Fae. I can't deal with it. (laughs) Is it not? Is it not? (laughs) No, it's it's 10 out of 10. Okay, but like now that we're here though, with. With Tamlin, we have Tamlin helping. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Deus's asshole? What is that? Asshole. This is a reference. This is a callback to the episode that we did about Radley's Home for Horny Monsters, in which it is mentioned at the very beginning of the book that the Naya (laughs) in the in in the story doesn't have an asshole, and then it becomes very imperative to the plot at the end that she doesn't have one. And Andrew said, Andrew said when I mentioned it, that he said, oh, it's Chekhov's asshole. (gasps) Like Chekhov. (laughs) Wow, going back to our theater degrees, they they help people, they help. Yeah, we we have Chekhov's asshole, we have Deus Ex Fae. And... Um, and we have nodding anyway. So, nodding. oh my god, I really did look that up. Um, after <laughs> you spoke of that on that episode, I got to learn it firsthand from the master. Um, and oh, nodding the master of nodding, awesome, the awesome. master of nodding, hey. the expert. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's important, and you know, <laughs> if, when, you, if you don't know what nodding alpha is, to alpha, 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 Alpha. Are you talking to me? One, oh, one day when you find your Omega, you'll realize how important it is. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, so. Um, oh, my God. I love it when I make jokes that no one thinks is more funny than I do. <laughs> Listen, those are the best jokes. Those are the ones that really matter. Yeah. 
uh, I, I would say I would describe my humor as making jokes for me. <laughs> I think that's what I said in in on my worksheet that I sent to you guys. <laughs> I think that's what I said about my laughing. I yeah. I really I make myself laugh. Sure. Oh, I didn't introduce you the way you wanted to be introduced. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's, it's okay. You can do it now. It, it's it's really fine. Podcast. No, I want to bring it up and I want to read it. It's important. Okay. okay. <laughs> so on our show, we have a gal who makes herself laugh before she gets the joke out of her mouth. Author of author of how to be daddy and so can you (laughs) maker of professional theater nonsense and good friend to any and all snakes she finds emily stern oh my god that's (laughs) wow who who wrote that that was wow that's wow okay so moving oh we should probably bring her back to the can't bring her back on yeah um because the video was- so we can see her beautiful face okay <sighs> wow this will be fun to edit so <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen i feel like whenever we do this where we do full spoilers it was the same when we did and we're talked with andrew about Locktoon. yeah um we just are gonna bounce the fuck around we did can you and- imagine if we had been talking about multiple of the books in that conversation instead of just the first one. Oh, who no. needs to edit? Who, don't edit any of it. It's more work for you. Who needs it? Raw audio today. Uh, <laughs> We're all about um, the baby's snot. Yes. ABs. I wanted to ask you both though about the big question. What are your opinions on a Tamlin redemption arc and when should it happen? If okay. and when it should happen. I support it. I support it. I think that Tamlin could have a Zuko level redemption arc. A Zuko level? Like if if Zuko in my mind penultimate is exactly mm-hmm. it's a penultimate redemption arc of a villain. Period. Mm-hmm. There no one has ever done it better. And I stand by no. that. Can't change Absolutely. my mind. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, also hashtag Zutara forever. Hashtag anyway. I and I <laughs> I that as well. I'll die. <laughs> I'll die on any hill, honestly. <laughs> I'll just die. We'll just die. <laughs> One day. But yes. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Tamlin, and I really think they're going to, she's going to bring it back around because I, I was reading about this too, Emily's Theories. Thank you so much. Not um, me, the other one. He posted an interview that Sarah J. Mass was talking about Tamlin and how Tamlin is going to, we love to villainize him, but he does deserve redemption just like Nesta just like Eris yes. probably going to get to do. Um, because and- a lot of the stuff that Ness... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And and she she quotes, there is more to Tamlin than just through Feyre. There, the, I feel like a lot of the stuff that Tamlin did, he did out of fear. Yeah, of course. And toxic masculinity. Yeah. There it is. Say like, it. That he inherited from his dad but his dad's not here anymore so he doesn't need to be beholden to the standards again he needs to be his own daddy that's where problems arise and and now we get into time travel (laughs) (laughs) his own daddy um (laughs) i'm in i'm in but also what if what if what if what if hamlin ends up with elaine 
And there it is, baby. That's that, the other thing that I've seen floated around a lot. That Lucian, is that so... Lucian was covering. Yeah. For but two. is that but is that before or after Evil Elaine? Evil Elaine, before or after Tamlin Mate. I would love Evil Elaine because I need an ounce of personality. My something. Give us something, baby. Your my Elaine theory. Yes. Yes, please. My Elaine theory is that Elaine has grown up always being the pretty sister. Mm. The sister who was supposed to be too soft and couldn't do anything for herself and was Mm. just the pretty one. And she had her flowers. And that was all she was there for. Couldn't grow a vegetable garden. Couldn't help out anyone. That's what she was there for. No one really asked too much of her. And, like, that's what was expected from her. Mm. And I... And... And then Lucian's her mate. Lucian's like, she's my mate. Yeah. We know Lucian, right, to be a sassy fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's a fox, right? They describe him as, as, as like a fox. Yeah. That, that, that is a sassy bisexual man if I've ever seen one. Tell um, it, baby. Tell it. Let him kiss the boys. Kiss the boys. Let him kiss everyone. Okay. You're telling me that, that he's not kissing Duran? Right oh now? my god oh my god oh, the he- eye play the eyeball play let's just think about it no ew but for sure <laughs> um, but i was no, no no actually you're on to something because i i think i may have mentioned this to you guys before but i thought lucian was gay when i was reading it the first time oh. because of how sassy he was how charming and funny and everything else and pharaoh just wasn't going for him i was like well he has to be gay and he has to have feelings for Tamlin, which is why he's so committed to him. Oh, and I, I would love that so maybe much. Maybe they were roommates. I don't know. I, they were... I don't know. I, I had canon. He's bisexual in my brain. Yeah. And um, that could be part of it. He could, there, there could be like something like deep within him that he started to feel something romantic for Tamlin. That's one of yeah. the things that's like holding him too. Yeah. I don't think that Tamlin feels the same way. No. Um, no Tamlin, no. I think that Elaine has like suppressed her personality as like a defense mechanism mm. this whole time. And it's like, I'm just going to be exactly what everyone expects me to be, which is just the pretty one. Yeah. Sure. No substance, nothing going on. Mm-hmm. I am just the pretty one. And I'm going to retreat into that as a defense mechanism. And that's all I am. And, but I think the fact that Tamlin is her mate alone suggests that it's, it's, she's hiding in there. She's a bitch. I mean, she has to be his mate. She loves flowers. It's the spring court. Like, like tell, it's like shut the-, the fuck up. Yeah, but also Lucian is the heir to the day court. He doesn't know that. Yeah, I, right, right. But he's the heir to the day court 100%. Yeah. So it still tracks. And I feel like he's so sad that she won't talk to him. Like, I have a hard time believing that he's not telling the truth, that she's his and he's so, so depressed about the fact that she won't talk to him. I also right. think, like, it's too convenient for Elaine to go for either Lucian or even Asriel. It's too mm-hmm. convenient for Asriel and Elaine to be together. I'm sorry right. to the Elreal people, but... Yeah. I don't like what I, I don't like what Asriel said. I don't like the entitlement. What do you mean? Oh, like, everybody else has, has an archer on, where's mine? Right. Yeah, I should, we I all think get I a sister. Gotten... Shut up, Asriel. 
Yeah, I should have the third one. Like, no, that's not yeah. how it works. I feel a little weird. It's like a little weird to say. Um, makes me feel like, do you actually like her as a person, or are you just feel entitled to having her because yeah, no yeah. one else is having you. Yeah, and, and your brother has got the other two. And again, I feel like Elaine. It's too convenient for her to be with Asriel. I feel like she needs to choose someone that maybe people don't approve of. Right. 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 Either way, Lucian's going to be approved because he's literally her mate. Um, Or Asriel is going to get the approval of all of everybody in the inner circle. And that is the other thing that like, except for Reese for some reason, (laughs) she's that she's mentioned in these books is that like your mate is your equal they are on equal footing with you but they're not necessarily the best person for you they're just like you're not always necessarily completely compatible like that yeah it's not an indication that you'll do like that you'll make each other happy and you'll do well together but yeah it's like a biological thing yeah because i remember tamlin like you'll 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 reproduce well together i remember (laughs) Hamlin talking about his parents were mates, but like they they didn't really right. get along well. Mm-hmm. Hamlin's parents were mates, were mates, even though his father was very cruel, mm-hmm. and his mother was kind of like just, "Well, oh, he's my mate, so I gotta do what I gotta do." Right, with right. That, but it's, just, it's they didn't like they didn't love each other like love that. each other. Right, and we haven't had that like Make example yet in Akatar until we are completely in love. Yeah. That we are brought together by the mother for some reason. Yeah. Mm. The mother. And, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe they are mates, but they're just not meant to be together like that. But they are each other in some other yeah. way. Yeah. It also be it. Sarah J. Mass did say for the third crescent city book because that is the next book coming out mm-hmm. that it will have our friends from akatar in it it will talk about the baby um and then after crescent city three is we, we have the next akatar book mm-hmm. and i just i just i just i don't know what to think i mean she says that we should be worried for rune and hunt she mm-hmm. says that a, someone might die she said someone might die. Can we talk about, can we just talk about that little old thing, that little old fact when Elaine was a seer and Cassian said something about like, no, I would stop. I can't. The di- Here. He, he, so, said, he said, it'll take a lot more to kill me. And she said, no, it won't. No, it won't. So let's talk about, okay, okay, okay. Was I was talking, <laughs> listen, I was talking on one of my three Instagram group chats about Akatar. Shout out, um, Night Court Baddies. Um, we were saying, or no, actually, excuse me. It was Tamlin deserves no, no rights. I'm so sorry, group. We were talking. We were talking about what would make the most unfortunate sense for who would die. So let's go through the list. Favorite can't die. She already had her chance. Um, um, Resand can't die. We already knew he already died. Nesta won't die. 
because she has a whole lot to her. She just had her her re- redemption arc. It makes sense. Elaine can't die because I'll be a waste of a death. Moore won't die because where the fuck was she for Silver Flame? Uh, Amorin already fucking died. If Cassian dies, then everyone will just mourn him. And we have reason to go to war and reason to fight. Uh, what if what if he impregnates Nesta? We find out Nesta's pregnant once he dies. That's reason to fight. Elaine's hips. They're not they're not gonna kill Asriel because we don't know what the fuck he's doing with a mate. It makes unfortunate sense to kill Cassian. I don't want that to happen. I fucking love Cassian, but I can see that being a choice. Cassian is truly the only only, yeah, I'm pretty sure. The only one that has not made questionable choices this entire time. No, he's just exactly. He hasn't made it yet. He hasn't made it yet, but he is a good, sweet boy. I know. He's hurting. He is. He is our himbo king. And what if I cried on this podcast about <laughs> the prospect of Cassian dying? Listen, um, I would I would throw my book across the room, so would I. burn it, and then I would go and pick it up again and keep reading because obviously I'm a, too much a sucker for that. But no, because no. it's Cassian, our beautiful man, our beautiful, handsome, huge, huge man. Huge man. He got a Pringles can. We got a Coke can. We got a Pringles can in one hand, a Coke can in the other, baby. The reason why she had to eat at the tip and the dining room table. <laughs> Listen, that that book, man, that whole book was so I remember dirty. Typically, when she was giving it to him. Mm-hmm. And she said, she described, she had both hands. She said, <laughs> both hands stacked on top of each other. And then there was still room left. What does that even mean? Hey, that's at least 10 inches. That, well, Jillian, as much as we love your hands, your hands are beautifully sized. Oh, beautifully sized. Jillian's Way. They're not small this way. I've got I've got big hands. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's it a is lot. A... That's a big man. That's a big that's man, a... baby. That's a big man, and he and he gave it all to her. Maybe. So I'm a little stressed about January. Um... It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We <laughs> Oh my god! Speaking <laughs> of silver flames, let's let's rewind to Feyre's pregnancy. Oh Jesus I Christ! I want to talk about it <laughs> because okay, I roll, I roll, I roll, I roll. I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. And nobody asked. It, we could have done this a different way. We could have had the same story and had her not be pregnant, and it been, and it was something else that Reese is keeping from her to protect her. We didn't. And it. it would have had the same outcome, except for her almost dying for completely preventable reasons in this universe. Because if we can bring fucking Cassian back from the brink of death and rebuild his wings from nothing, why can't we do a C-section? It doesn't. I, make sense. Listen, I, C-section. It took forty-five minutes, if that. And I just don't like it. To the emergency room and everything else. Amen. 
here's a few. And also, here's the other thing. Fine, let's say we can't do a C-section. Why not let her shift back? They're both going to die in labor. You won't let her shift back because it'll be dangerous for them. But if she doesn't shift back, they're both going to die anyway. So why not try it? Why not try it? I don't it? like it. I don't like <laughs> any of it. I don't like how it's so similar to like modern day, like reproductive health bullshit that the one thing that almost killed our heroine is something that we deal with today as women. Like this is a fantasy novel. Why you got to make it about. I also, I also that. just like that, like, Feyre, this 20-year-old woman who just became a fae and had a husband who was willing to wait however long she wanted. Forever, because they Beyonds. all girl, ha- decided to have a baby at 20. <laughs> okay, now, it I makes just by saying I love all mothers you two are mothers it's wonderful to have children it's not I'm not saying against that it's not about that what no, it's about for me yeah with a newborn on her hip <laughs> like, it's she more about my fantasy book right like let my badass woman have a baby and be fine yeah or Absolutely. and here's the thing about it Nesta was not wrong for telling her. Mm-mm. Yeah, I definitely agree. She was being a dick about it. She was wrong for the way that she did it. She could have brought it up differently. She did it in anger and it made it a lot of a worse situation. Mm-hmm. But she was not wrong for telling Feyre the truth. Agree. Reese was absolutely in the wrong for keeping that from her because even if they couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. like that's the only time she has to bond with her baby mm-hmm. potentially mm-hmm. and like you as a family and also knowing in the back of your mind that if she dies in labor and the baby dies you also die because you made this stupid fucking pact what a stupid what plot point fucking pact Maybe that you that we go together two of the most powerful people in Peridian. like i understand that you did that in like a moment of like very heightened emotion I understand in the moment, but also we can take those things back. We can take those. Things. We don't. We can we take don't. them. We can take them back. We can You're take, adults. Know that we can break those things because we've done it before. So wasn't it wasn't the best plot point? Was not the best. Stakes were already high. You don't have to make them higher. You don't have to make it more dramatic. There's already a baby. We're already mad about it. Oh, and it didn't need to be like that. Like no. I said, there could have been some. There could have been something. Excuse me. <gasps> Could have been something else was keeping from Feyre to protect her mentally Mm -hmm. that would have had the same impact on the story, but not be a twenty-year-old that's pregnant. Despite like, like, like some. What if it was like some rare Fey infection that because she has all the powers of the high Fey that she got, and they can't figure it out? Like even that's better, right? Like, like I is like overloaded by the amount of power. Right or like right, right, right. That she I think it knows like, that it's causing problems in her body, but she doesn't know that it will kill her if they amen. don't study it or amen. something like that. It could have been just been something that like was important to know, but didn't have. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like it could it could have been anything else. Yeah, it didn't need to be this, and I think it mm. took away from the story that it was this because it it, it, it didn't make sense. No, 
the, the pregnancy, the pregnancy, and, yeah. and the, that it was going to kill her and the baby. Like none of that logically made yeah. sense with the rules that we have known to be true of the universe. It doesn't make sense. Right. Right. Um, there, there's a pregnancy in Throne of Glass, and it's not with a fae person. Um, it's with humans, and mm-hmm. it's wonderful, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. And like, it, like, like, I guess it didn't scratch Sarah's itch for like, oh, just one pregnancy in my books. But um, and it, it, would be, it would be different for me if Silver Flames happened like 25 years or something after. There it is. There it is. It was too soon. I wasn't ready for Pharaoh to have it. It was too soon. If Pharaoh was like a 45-year-old Faye. Amen. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Your girl you, lived her life. She lived. You were living your life. You decided to have a baby. Yeah. You, I think she went a little too romance novel with it. Like, with just the, the, the chronological order of events that happen in a couple and just like there's no need recovery. to have another step for there was no Vera. exactly there was no recovery um, time for them after the events of aqua war before they just like jumped into this like it doesn't seem like the most sound decision well, the, I, what i remember from frost and starlight i think mm-hmm. was that Let's go back to that book for a minute. That teeny, that little baby, baby, baby. Um, if I remember from Frost and Starlight, it was that she was with this woman that was mourning her husband Mm -hmm. and saying how we had all of this time and we never had children together and now he's gone and all and I have nothing to remember him by and all of this stuff and Pharaoh sat there and talked to her about it and was like with everything going on and then and you know I do think I do commend Sarah for adding this element to it I guess he's you know she's talking to this woman and she was thinking you know if if we are gonna die tomorrow with all of this stuff happening, this war and everything else, I really just want to go ahead and do it all with Reese. And that's why she did it. Mm-hmm. Because that was the reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the most convenient? It was, was it the, a little too convenient of a plot line? Yes. A hundred percent. I do agree. But it does, it, it was very like romance novelly of her to be like, okay, and now that they've been married, now we have the next step. Now they're pregnant. Like and it's it- just, like just this little order. I like, feel like that works, and when it's like, and here's an epilogue, they get pregnant happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. Not like when it's a whole book and it's gonna be a major part of the plot, and yeah. it's just not gonna logically make sense. Yeah. Moving to lighter topics. Um, City. I guess Crescent City. We can talk about all the questions I have about that. I have a lot of questions about that because. Well, you haven't finished it, but that's fine. Well, like she just doesn't explain some things. Like the drop, what's the truly? The what drop, is it? Oh, the, okay, truly the most confusing process. And and Jillian and I have done a rant on the podcast about this before that we ended up. It was like three minutes, and I think we posted it. I uh, I think we we may have talked about this a little bit. Um, but the drop is truly the most confusing process mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. explained in writing. Um, like it's. <laughs> I heard that on my end too. <laughs> like, like it's some sort of trial that's happening in some sort of 
pocket dimension question mark that we know it's like a soul pocket it's like a pocket in, in your soul right. and you gotta go to the depths of your we soul and then you die like a matrix like computer screen situation and like oh that's right because declan was watching her on a screen while she was doing that i'm just imagining like the binary screen in the matrix yeah and like, <laughs> the binary and then he can like see what's happening and also it's super important to have someone close to you that's an anchor that's really really important but also if you don't have an anchor we can we can get linda Linda from hr (laughs) and she can just do it for you and she's not gonna be invested she can try and then and then you can go in a back alley that's not recorded by the government and have your drop there but it's like illegal right and also not recorded have like a trial before they're before they do the the um it was the the ordeal ordeal and really sometimes it seems like the ordeal is like a scheduled thing like here's the traumatic thing that we're gonna make you go like ruin and and and, and yeah. sometimes it's yeah. it's just an oh this thing happened and that means you're ready but also she could have done it at any time <laughs> i wonder i wonder if this ordeal is going to be explained in like akatar i don't know because they didn't they say the whole thing with like at the end, basically the climax of the red book was we were, I refuse to say the, <laughs> the title of any because of- I don't. I I'm confused just thinking about them. House of Brown and Blood. <laughs> there it is, baby. House of Red and Gold. Yeah. <laughs> House <laughs> of Yeah, we have House of Before we have House of Ravenclaw. Um, yes. Anyway, so yeah, so sometimes people have it and sometimes people don't, and. Is it something that we do on purpose or is it something that just like happens and indicates that you're ready, but also you could do it whenever. Um, but also, also we can predict it to what the outcome of it will be. And but when you now, do it, you'll be much power, more powerful. Right. We can determine who is like destined to be more powerful, but also, yeah. I'm, I, what is it? Mm-hmm. why is why it? is why is it so new why is it just in crescent city is it in the other books did we know that it was happening did they already have it happening city like blocked people's full potential that is i mean that's for a some reason the Asteri have um that was another theory that i saw that um well it it explained you remember in starfall when reese was talking about how there's less stars because stars are the souls that mm-hmm. are that are going back to the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying how there's less souls going to the cauldron than there used to be. There's less stars. Um, and somebody said that's because the Asteri are Eating. hoarding souls in uh, in the sit or in Lunatheon or mm-hmm. whatever and oh. use them to fuel. What was it again? If to fuel something. To fuel the the life force shit. Yes. The life the life force stuff. Them. They were eating the souls. Uh-huh. They were. They it's were. More powerful. Yeah. That's what it was. Um yeah. And 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 that's all I had to say about that. Yeah. And all, yeah. all is like just across the lake over there. 
The you underworld? can take a boat. You can take a boat to. You can see it. It's you can right see there. it. You can see oh, it, but you can't right go. You like, can't go unless you have a little a little coin. This is like if you were in New York City and hell is just over there by the Statue of Liberty. Listen. You could just take a ferry over there, but you're not alone. <laughs> what do you expect? It's Zootopia for the Fae. What do you expect? Listen, me- I love it. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things going on in the Crescent City. We have a lot of questions um for that one. Akatar, I where did feel everybody like- come from? Where did everybody come from in this? Scene? I think we're supposed to have those questions though. That question we're supposed to not know because yeah. even I think like I'm on the reread of it of the blue book. Nope. Yes, the blue book now. And even Hunch Hunt was like talking to Bryce and he was like, No. Bryce was like, Yeah, and like why are why is this why are we all like this? Like we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that that's the truth. I feel like when I read it, like there's a difference to me, like between Lock Tomb. Yeah. The things that are question marks in Lock Tomb that I that we don't know and are still confused about, the way that they read still feels like there's an intention behind them that is going to be explained later. Like it's gonna come up. Mm-hmm. The way that it reads. Yeah. The way that the stuff with the drop reads is just like this is what it is. Don't yeah. Yeah. don't yes. question it too hard. But that's how we're done. <laughs> like that's just the way that it read and I don't yeah. know and I could be wrong it could come back up later and she could fully explain it and 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 make sense of the whole thing and I won't have any questions anymore mm. but I think she might it didn't <laughs> read like she, it didn't read like she knew exactly how it worked when mm. she wrote it if it does come up again I will feel like she just she figured it out later. well get ready to eat your words Tamsin <laughs> Like she know she knew exactly what everything was gonna be before she started writing yeah. the first book. Oh, hundred. And it's all gonna come together. Yeah. Sarah J. Mass feels like she's making it up as she goes along, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. I like I get it. <laughs> Listen. I too am making it all up as I go. So I mean same. Same same says same. Yeah, I'm 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 excited, I'm obsessed, I love them. I oh, it's ready. I wanted to have some fun questions that we could answer, which is um, which of the overall like SJM universe, which women do you want to step on you? Nesta. Oh my God. That's not even a question. Which which woman do you want to step on you? I have to think. Emily, Um, go ahead. Of a, of a, people yeah there's from. a lot more people oh god i mean we have lysandra do we know have you guys heard of lysandra I know lysandra this bitch was okay i'm gonna butcher her backstory because it's been a minute but i feel like she was like sold into slavery because of her shifting abilities maybe like sexual favors in the slavery um anyway she's a boss who can shift into literally anything she's hot okay side tangent not about that i am sick and tired of reading about a high fantasy woman Mm -hmm. who has thick perfect hair i'm a thin hair girly (laughs) i need you to hear me shut the fuck up 
and hear me out. I'm a thin-haired girly. I am sick and tired of reading about these gorgeous shifters or these winged creatures or these normal fey gals with gorgeous bouncing thick ass hair where's my thin hair heroine where's my girl who has barely where's my girl who when she puts her hair in a braid for battle it takes two seconds no you get the girls you get the girls who have to take an hour to put their hair up in this beautiful, long, flowing braid. Where is my girl who tries to do a messy bun, but it's just a little ball on the top of her head? Okay. This is what I want. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Bryce Quinlan, there's always comments about her long, flowy hair that just grazes the top of her ass. If my hair grazes the top of my my ass, it would be like a split end. (laughs) <laughs> that's so fucking anyway i'm so sorry i was keeping that in no um, you share your truth this is what we're here for anyway um i would let like you can see it through the fucking light right now my wispy <laughs> ass um sarah please write uh a presentation, please. <laughs> please. Thank you. Um, but I would let, I mean, obviously, more our beautiful Tolkien lesbian. Um, hopefully, more come. Well, Emery, Emery's a lesbian, isn't she? Oh, no, that's... there's no, there's no com- confirmation on that. Here's but, another one. Oh, Jesus. Emery and more. No. Oh, shit. What if I just... Lesbian, I think a but lot of she people... just has lesbian vibes. <laughs> at this point, have have just made it canon that one that Cassian has feelings for Azriel. I feel like everyone. <laughs> I mean, yes, please, please, God, lesbian. hundred <laughs> percent gay. There's nothing straight about the way that she is, and uh, honestly, if she's not gay, I call queer bidding. <laughs> listen, no, listen. In the reread, Emery said, "Oh, more is beautiful." Like she says that. It's 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 a little queer coded, and maybe it wasn't. Um, but... Also says that more is beautiful. A lot God of damn people... it, you're right. You're right. You're telling me that I... I'm gay a little bit. I look. I I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just me being bisexual, but I feel like everyone's a little gay. Everyone's I mean, gay. I would love to read in Akatar some more gays. That's that's mm. also a complaint. I need. Some I more want more and Emery to be in love so bad. Also, why can't we fix Emery's wings? <gasps> yeah, that's also totally wings. Yeah, I'm, fuck I'm, you. I, I think they're. I think they explained it, but there was. It's like, just capitalism is the problem. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Why haven't we sponsored her wing surgery at this point? Um. Well, you've also got <laughs> the um the uh the librarian from. Uh, the priestess librarian. Oh, what's her name? Oh, God. Gwyn Clotho. Gwyn Clotho. Clotho. I'm thinking about Clotho with the with the, the deformed hands oh, because oh. she was tortured and even and they would heal her and then break them again and she just had just fucked up hands. That's mm. right. Yeah. That's really bad. That was really. And bad. I think there's like something happening there where like if 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 your wings are injured or whatever like there's certain things that but they were just clipped i know i'm pretty sure they did say that it could be fixed she just didn't have the money to okay well if you're i think that i remember that um if you're listening um and you want to message us or email us about this and give us the correction 
please do. Um, and honestly, if, if you want to send Emery a if you check have to get her wings, <laughs> we're going to start a GoFundMe. Our PO box. <laughs> but do they accept money the way that we have money? Have we discussed that? Yes, they, yes, yeah. because Reese is rich as fuck. Yeah, right. And 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 he this thing kept charging money. his card, his like black card. That's, that's our on credit. Yeah, so literally. Um, um, Maggie, who would you have? Who would who would step on your face? Who would who do you have step, step on, on me? On um, your face specifically. On my face. Is that what you said? Did you say face? I said face. You said face. I, I don't mean face. Fury for me. Fury has a oh, fury. Oh god. Fury has a vibe that I would be. She would scare me, and I would like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would be like, okay, yeah, whatever you want me to do. Um, yeah. and then yeah, so Fury for me. Um, who um definitely she and Amarin have a very specific, very mm. similar vibe. And yeah. what's up with that? What's yeah. Fury's deal? Oh. Yeah. We get nothing on her. We have nothing on her. Also, fucking um, the bone weaver, the weaver, the weaver, the, the bone weaver. carver, and then the weaver, the bone carver, and Briaxis. Yeah, where is he at? <laughs> Briaxis is lost. The bone carver is gone. The weaver is gone. They were killed in the war. They died. They died. Yeah, but where'd they come from? Oh. That's a great question. Oh, baby. Are they Asteri? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, You're not from here. Where did Amber come from? Amber? She's also not from here. She's the seventh Asteri. It's, that's, to me, that's gotta be. I described her as the seventh Asteri. I'm also interested. She has so many dragon motifs. Mm. Everyone. Oh. Describing her as a dragon or a fire drake, she hoards jewels and everything oh, else. Oh shit! And there was that dragon in the blue book. And I'm wondering. <laughs> yes, in the blue book. <laughs> I am wondering if there is because at one point SJM said that she's oh, like God. a biblical angel, but also I do wonder because she was like a fiery winged thing. That that's what Feyre described her as. I'm. She's got so many dragon motifs. I'm she interested does. to know, and she's got very specific eyes. You know. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's got something going on. Here. Ancient. It's ancient it's, eyes. At least dragon adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because she, I do feel like she's very. <clears throat> Sarah J. Mass is very specific with her, like with her descriptions of characters. Mm-hmm. I think she's very specific with her wording on, on certain characters. So, yeah, what's Fury's deal? And yeah, what's then, her deal? Um, okay. Well, so, Danica. Huh? Danica, am I right? Danica, Danica. There's a lot of stuff, but then there'd be no plot, so. Well, you know what? Danica has not only thick hair, but it's blonde and pink and blue. So, you're telling me that you give me a girl who has thick-ass hair with beautiful colors in it and you kill the one who gives herself a cute color i don't know i have a hair issue i have issues with hair in these series okay every girl has thick hair you're it's valid it's okay i get it i'm sorry it's it it is my trauma and i'm dealing with it also bryce should be way more plus size than she's depicted in certain fans okay (laughs) some of this art she's not even there's not not even a curve okay like 
Can we also talk about like a size six? Can we talk about when we get our Hulu show? If they fucking cast these boys as white men, I I will actually boycott. Dear listener, as you know or don't know, Avatar they describe the Bat Boys as tanned to dark, like like dark tan skin. Okay, and they so also- that tells me not American. They also describe Belarus and the Night Court as very like Arabic influence design. I'm sorry, I didn't mean not American. Probably Native American, indigenous, but not white person. I I envisioned them as like Middle Eastern. Absolutely, I envisioned Reese as a beautiful, thick-haired, damn it, thick-haired Middle Eastern man. Okay, you know who is allowed to play him? Who? Patel. Tell. Yeah. Oh, that was a nice glow up right there. Dev Patel is allowed to play Resand. He's yes, a, he is. Oh, he's a little too quirky, though. Sorry. Yeah, but I think he could be not quirky. I just... Well, I, just I know he could be convincingly not quirky, but looking at him... I would be... I would accept it, though. He's too soft to be Resand. Do you know what I mean? Mm, he's yeah. He's very hot. Maybe. But his features are too... He's too, still a little too boyish yeah, in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What I was describing to a friend is like, we need a Middle Eastern Tom Hiddleston for Free Sand. We need the Shakespearean. We need the acting, okay? We need the acting. We need the facials. We need the sexiness. It's like a South Asian Henry Cavill. Yeah. Oh, there it is, baby. Yes. Step into that same archetype, and mm-hmm. I can't think of any names at the top of my head. Yeah, but um, there is one actor that keeps circulating a lot, and I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, there's 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 plenty of people. Um, but the fan casting of all of these white men is is absolutely I, it's, wrong. It's yes. makes me angry. <laughs> but but yes, I am sorry to take away from yes, Bryce should be the curvy queen she is and she should be depicted as that because hunt loves the curvy queen that she is so don't take that away from him toes and has foot fetish toes he has a toe fetish um but that's fine um fine everyone's got their thing okay and also sarah i think does sarah does sarah loves a fit sarah loves everything sarah loves toes she loves when they curl she loves the girl. She's got IBS. <laughs> she <laughs> she does. Um, my, other, my other fun question was obviously like favorite male. Oh. Favorite damn male. Mm. Oh god. Overall. <sighs> this is so hard. Uh my sweet disaster mermaid. There <laughs> <laughs> Know that you're gonna say him. I love him so much. He is a disaster. He is fucked up. You did? Did you get to the part where he sold himself to the Viper Queen? Oh, I forgot. What an absolute idiot! And I love him so much. Such a flirt, and 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 I would fall for him immediately. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
fall, I would fold so hard and I would get wrapped up in it and then he would leave me in the dust. And I He would. He would. He wouldn't t- I mean, who knows well, what he would do. Wherever we are. Um this yes. is my sweet fish boy. I love him so You're much. You're fish boy. You're merman boy. I um oh god, I would fold for every single one of them so No, absolutely. Oh, oh, easy. But I genuinely think that the person who I would have the most successful relationship with is Lucian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, how about let's give ourselves levels. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and Kathy. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would um, be happily married <laughs> to Lucian <laughs> for many, many years, <laughs> and would yeah. banter and have banter, and it would be great. Yes. What do you think? Um, I also think Cassian would be a pal, like the pal you call. Mm-hmm. Like you got some shit that happened at work. You call Cassian, like he will be your hype man. You yeah. go out to the bar with Cassian. You if, get, you, if you and your partner want to spice things up in the bedroom. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know he'd do it. Yeah. He's <laughs> done everything. He's done everything and he's liked it all. Period. Yeah, he has. Um, I think Cassie and I would be best friends. As much as I think I think I'm too I'm a I have a masculine energy in my relationship. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be too much for Cassie. Yeah, right. It's right. not enough to work with. Um, <laughs> I'm bored. You're you're brooding too much. It's not. It's giving. It's giving. You're brooding, and you just need to. You. I. I get it. You have a very traumatic backstory. Totally understand. Everybody here has a traumatic backstory, though. And um, I have a personality. And I have a personality, <laughs> and I need you to fucking get it together yes 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 i think but you are on my damn nerves (laughs) you need to you need to calm the fuck down yeah i think resand is just too clean for me he's just he's just a clean boy you wouldn't like it's fine that's fine because he's had his trauma and he deserves to be clean in every way but like he's so put together and like He's he's fun and he's a flirt and he's hot and he packs it, but I'm also like, I can't. I don't know. Third, yeah, I volunteer oh. to you. Amen, 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 amen. Um, I want to be in I'm, between. Sandwich. We're not talking about a fun fling though. We're talking about who would you choose? Oh, no. this is so hard. I'm turning red now. I can't choose. <laughs> Who's your favorite? You can okay, choose. I, okay. You can choose among the third of glass boys as well. Okay, give me three options. Okay, okay, okay. Honestly, I love Hunt. Let me tell you why. He is inclusive. He knows what beauty is. It's not just a skinny guy. She's got personality. And Bryce is strong and masculine as fuck. Like, her energy. And so, I think... I don't that know. Plus, he's got when she was shooting a gun. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Listen, listen. And honestly, and... same. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm, trying I'm to also think. hard. Yes. Um, <laughs> currently, currently, right now. Um, okay, I'm gonna get some hate for this. No, it's okay. 
Um, <laughs> there's this character in Throne of Glass named Kale. <laughs> okay, I need you to shut the fuck up. I have an opinion. Kale went through, he did really stupid shit, and he grew from it, and he learned. Mm-hmm. And he's a hot, he's hot. Um, he's really kind. He has somewhat a personality. Um, he would laugh at my jokes. He really cares. Mm-hmm. He has a great heart. Um, and people fucking hate him. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I would have Hunt, Kale, and the spelling of his name is not K-A-L-E. It's C-H-O-A-L or something it's like that. that. I refuse. Um, I refuse. Uh, that was you. Sh- well, first of all, why are we naming a person Kale? Absolutely. Well, if we're gonna name a person Kale, why the fuck are we spelling it like that? There it is. There Cole it is. Been fine. Cole. Yeah, Cole. Cole would have been fine. Um, and then I'm gonna end it with Rune. He's got a lip piercing, and that's helpful, baby. That's let help me out. Help me out. Rune. Help me out. Rune. Crown Prince of the Valbaran Fae. We know he fucks. We know he fucks. That first scene that he knows three things. Listen, a man who has tattoos, like, yes, Sarah J. Mass, she loves a tattoo. We know this. But this man's tattoos. I feel my head in my hands. I oh my. about Rune. I feel so ashamed. No, no, no. It's okay. It's fine. Um, Rune. It's not a permanent list. It can be ever changing, Maggie. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, Rune is like, because in real life, R I L, I R L. There it is. Um, Rune, like the men that are like, rune with the full tattoos and the piercings Mm -hmm. gets down to the deepest core of my being as something that i am very attractive here there is like oh you know the beard guys or the shaggy guys or the clean cut guys no i need a pierced up tatted up it's the dirtiness that i love with a little bit of sweat and dirt on. and and i am dirt. weak at the knees i think it just goes back to that rebellious streak yeah. in me that never got fulfilled i read a book a little while back that was um a baker who opened a bakery next door to a tattoo parlor <gasps> shut your face what is it tell me what it is right <laughs> i'm now. gonna have to look it up on my on my uh on my um story graph in a minute for you but yeah there was a mafia situation involved it was a whole thing um but it was was sweet baker and tattoo artist uh that lives next door and he was grumpy and she was so much saying that she was sunshine um and (laughs) and it was it was cute i liked it yeah um but yeah yeah, so Rune Rune does that for me. So rugged, tattooed. Rune, he's just, and you know what? Like, his whole reason for the tattoos is heartbreaking. Basically, Jill, if you didn't read that part of the blue book, 
he is, his tattoos are hiding the scars and the burns that his father inflicted upon him as torture. Oh my so god! So the world the wouldn't issues. see the burns. The daddy so, issues again. Daddy Wait, issues. Real. Yeah. 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 But Rune can have me. Um, and I can have him. And we can hug each other and cry with our shared daddy issues. Oh, I can Let's sit go. on his face. Yeah, I'll do it. He would let you. He would let you. <laughs> he okay. would invite you. Um, oh so, Emily, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my God. This is so fun. <laughs> timestamp and we are almost we are at one hour 40 minutes so and this is going to be so fun to edit uh so <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and call it here i had to do this with andrew you and andrew too we, was we good went going on and on and on there was about, a long day there was we went on and on and on about i have um, a lot to say about so night. many things and i finally you, was, you're a really good talker this is it um Thank you for coming to our Axar episode. I'm going to end with a question of uh, fuck, Mary kill. And oh. it's going to be different for each of you. Okay. This is really I mean, don't... Maggie. This is really mean. Okay. Um, so... it, it can be a collaborative question. I'll go after you. Okay. Uh, Emily. Oh. Fuck, Mary kill. The Archeron sisters. <gasps> <gasps> I think the uh, answer is obvious. I think, I think the answer is, we're going to start off with killing Elaine. At this point, she's <laughs> useless to me. Unless she makes me a fucking birthday cake, because she's a baker now, I guess. I don't... Do I need to change it? I don't know. I think that we all know the answer on three. Ready? Who are... Who are I'm... Three? I'm married to one. Two, <laughs> Who are we fucking? Three, two, two one. Ness- Ness- okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Um. So, in terms of mouthfeel. <laughs> like green moss growing on a tree um the moss verse it's really hard oh god <laughs> yeah. y'all y'all are the ones who are really good at the mouthfeel questions i would rather <laughs> you or maggie do that one it's one of those things don't think about it just just yeah don't think about it too much sensations okay 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 so like i'm okay, okay. Like, i'm feeling so I'm, under my feet yeah 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 yeah. i am i am i'm walking in a forest i'm a little hungry my hair is really thick i said it and like basically <laughs> i'm walking outside of my house and i stumble upon this beautiful flower and i take a whiff of the flower and then like i'm totally transformed in this beautiful magical wonderful smelling wonderful visual like new world and there are really really hot daddies there mm. that's a really good mouthfeel and honestly so it's it's valid that's so good i would like to add i'm also eating cinnamon toast <laughs> cinnamon toast why i love it yeah that's also oh. i'm sitting in the forest smelling flour eating cinnamon toast oh i'm adding something to this yeah <laughs> i 
I'm running through a city and I'm sweating and I'm in heels and I'm I've got hot tamales in my hand and then I rub my eyes with them and now my eyes are burning. <laughs> what? I love it. Um, and then I get a shower with a really hot guy and he rubs the tamale spice out of my eyes. <laughs> And then he says, hold on to the headboard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my toes curl. And my toes curl. (laughs) (laughs) And I vomit a little bit. And then I give him a rude gesture. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never know what it is. We'll never know what it is. I hope it's something stupid. Like... Emily, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank um, you. Thank please you. Uh, tune in to, uh, for her project. I want to go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, if you want to follow Emily on Instagram, she is Emily underscore Anne with an E underscore Stern. And she is uh, working. What are you doing at Ford's again? Um, I am, uh, I am a wardrobe dresser and i'm working on christmas carol next so yeah if you are near near the dc metro area and you want to go see the christmas carol go head up to ford's theater and say hi to yeah i i can't help with tickets don't ask me (laughs) i just work there (laughs) nowhere near the ticket no this is really fun thanks for thanks for giving me a call ladies Before, before we go, quick bit of advice, Emily. It's very important. Uh, Do not forget, forget to charge your vibrator. Oh my god! Thank you. So I literally charged <laughs> it last night. Thank goodness. Thank you. I love you Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at Tea with Margaret, and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.